Well, while you're attempting to count your own points of articulation, you're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 42, brought to you by Collector-Action-Figures and actionfigureblues.com. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Justin. And Scott. We're three guys living in Australia who collect action figures, statues, and other items from the worlds of comics and pop culture, and we like them so much, we made this podcast just to talk about them. In this episode, our Toy of the Week is the DC Direct Brave and the Bold 28 statue, and our discussion topic is a toy history of the X-Men's Nightcrawler. Gents, how are we? Good, thanks. Very good. <laughs> very good. <laughs> very good. Excellent. Why are you very good, Justin? Um, no reason. Just had a lazy at home day today. Nothing oh. really uh, exciting happening at all. A uh, bit of maintenance stuff. We've got some remix, and that's about how exciting it got today for us. <laughs> you notice how we gave him crap a few weeks ago about lazing around the pool? He hasn't mentioned it since. <laughs> Didn't jump in the pool today. It was just on the on the cusp. It has to be really hot for me to uh, dive in. Uh, on the cusp. Don't mention the yes. pool. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and Scott, what about yourself? Well, I'm very good because I am actually eating something that was sent to me by a listener. Ah, uh, what? But thanks for spreading the love. I. Well, hello. Um, the our friend Jeremy, who has been a guest on the show. And um, posts on the internet as Hyperion. Um, it messaged me a while ago and said, "Oh, I found an Aquaman Hot Toys wagon. Not, not sorry. Hello, Hot Wheels. Ah, Aquaman Hot Toys. That would be exciting. Um, Aquaman Hot Wheels uh, vehicle. Do you want me to get it and send it to you?" And so I, um, I sent him the payment. And when the box arrived, I thought, wow, this is a, he's packed this really well. It's a very big box for a little Hot Toys car. But when I opened it up, there was a box of Pop-Tarts in there as well. Now, if you have listened to the show at all, we've made fun of John for eating Pop-Tarts, and we, it's very hard for us to find them in Australia. And uh, <laughs> so I've been eating chocolate chip cookie dough Pop-Tarts. Well, that, that's so nice for you. That's that's excellent. I'm going to yes. have a bit of a word yeah. to Jeremy. If I am, um, I have I haven't had pop tarts for probably 25 years. <laughs> I have to say, as yummy as they are, they are intensely sweet. So if I do slip into a diabetic coma during this recording, please call triple zero. Right, we'll yeah. do. And then the American chocolate. It's just not the same, is it? Well, it's kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of weird. It's got like chips and cookie dough and things in it. So yeah, well. I think I might just need to remind Jeremy that, you know, I've got his uh, Nutella superhero glasses, so um, a bit of a trade-off, I think. I didn't ask for it. It was just, a you know, a nice gesture, so maybe you could try being nice. I don't know. What? (laughs) I I, I realise it's a highly foreign concept, so... Oh, yeah. Look, I'm I'm not going to change for anyone. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I had an interesting day yesterday. I uh, I went and got my tickets to The Hobbit and uh, well in advance. And as I was leaving work, I was strutting around doing my in-your-face, everyone, I've got Hobbit tickets, in-your-face, I've got Hobbit tickets, ha-ha, you should have got them because they're sold out. And <laughs> then I walked out from work and I had a flat tire on my car. So <laughs> thank you, Karma. I, I appreciate that. But but Karma wasn't finished with me because um, I recently cleaned out the back of my car. Um, I have a ute and if you don't know what that is, look it up. Um, and I had done a clean out and I managed to take my speed brace out of the car and not put it back. And a speed mm-hmm. brace is one of those X-shaped things that you use to get the nuts off the wheel. And I didn't put it back. And I thought, oh, that's okay. I'll just use the one that actually came with the car. But the one that came with the car fits the original wheels that came with the car, not the mag wheels that I currently have on my car. So I basically had to sit around and wait for my wife to come and pick me up and take me home to get the speed brace so I could go back and change it. So I got home about 7.30 on Friday. So that was really awesome. Thanks, Karma. Remind me to tell you my flat uh, tire story one day. It's uh, absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's what we should do. We should have a, a new segment each episode: <laughs> flat tire stories. <laughs> oh, I've got a great, I've got a great one too, actually. Well, all right, we'll save them for future episodes. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe when we're really stuck for a discussion topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's time for the flat tire episode. Superhero cool. flat tire so, stories. So, listeners, you'll know we've jumped the shark when <laughs> when we say, and our discussion topic tonight is various flat tire stories. Well, and then we say, say hey. yeah, yeah, you could be wearing a superhero <laughs> T-shirt at the time or something. All right, well, I, I think we're borderline jumping the shark here, so let's get something. Let's get started with some articulated news. Alien. Yo, Hicks, something big is in the air. It's the alien flying queen yeah. and her gruesome gorillas. Send in the ultimate space marine, Atex, disguised in his big bad bug suit. He sneaks in. But the Flying Queen unmasked him! Send in Hicks and the heavily armored EVAC fighter! Send in the Marines! Blast them! Yeah! And bottle them! And it's bye-bye bug, each sold separately! Aliens! Well, before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. And Justin, we're kicking off with some news from you. Okay, so this week uh, we've seen the final release shots of LEGO uh, Minifigure Series 9. For weeks they've been teased online. There's been speculation, as there always is, when uh, a series gets uh, released. Um, and I just have to say that Series 9 is probably one of the best yet for the, the varied characters that we're getting re- that are getting released. There's a uh, chicken suit guy continuing with uh, on the third of guys in suits. I want the chicken suit guy. <laughs> Roman emperor. I mean, there's a roller girl. Uh, there is a judge, and there's a Mermaid. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in mid transformation. So half his face is green, and the other half is uh, yellow, normal human flesh color. Oh, is that what that is? That, that yeah. Th- okay, yeah, I got it. So he has. Yep. He comes. Looks like he comes with a drink. So yep. perhaps that's the potion. He- <laughs> He yeah. takes, yes. He's so, actually got uh, a, one of those those sort of science flasks full of liquid. Yes. That's yeah. very cool. I like that. I can't look at these for long because I, I just can't look at them because I know I don't collect them, but I will if I stare at them too long. 
So when you come to think of this humble little line, it's really the line that could. We're oh, up yeah. to nearly series 10, yep. which will mean that, uh, what, 160 figures have nearly been released in a, wow. in a very short uh, time. <laughs> the popularity of LEGO, there's never any complaints uh, that I've seen anyway about which uh, minifigures get released. And uh, like I said, keep going strongly. But uh hope there's no price increase because it's <laughs> really good at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Justin, Justin, you'd be very proud of me because um, I... I don't collect these simply for the same reason as Ben that I you know, have an addictive personality and I would end up, you know, spending too much trying to get the ones I wanted. But I gave Series 8 Lego minifigures to all my colleagues for Christmas and they they actually loved opening them and talking about them. And one of the – actually one of the older teachers that I work with – came to me with the you know how they have the sheet with all the figures oh, yes. in it with in in series 8 there's an alien yes and she came to me with that one cut out and said I want this one <laughs> and I said well it doesn't kind of work that that and she was like no you don't understand I want this one um so just we've got our work christmas party tomorrow night so I thought if I couldn't find this I would love to just give it to her as a joke yeah. so my daughter and I went into target because target actually had a Buy one toy, get 50% off the next toy sale today, one day only. Cool. Okay. And um, and my daughter and I went and I said, look, I'm only getting two. I'm not going to waste money on this. But we felt them up and we got them outside. And the first one we opened was the diver fail. Yep. And the second one we opened was the alien. Well, there you go. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Yeah. That's well the, she's a, a female alien too, by the way. Villainess, I think she's called. Oh, online. is it? Yes. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, very fun. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. All right. What else you got, Justin? Um, well, some basically good news, I guess, or indifferent news. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're clawing their way up the scale. So <laughs> some, some mediocre news. How's that okay. from Mattel? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, basically, subholders are receiving an email this week stating that, uh, look, guys, we know, <laughs> we know that we've uh, had a bit of a misstep, a minor misstep, with uh, Froster's gloves, and as a result, this year uh, we will be sending you a free gift. A basic Master of the Universe Classics figure will be included with your December subscription shipment. Now, basically, it's going to be, I guess, blind packed to us. I mean, they're going to know from their end, but we won't know which figure we're going to get. And I guess, good on them in a way. It's going to be paid uh, by Mattel, so everything's going to be paid. Um, I see there's already a few sort of uh, moans online about, well, what about customs and uh, things like that? So, Uh-oh. I don't know. Good on them for trying, I guess. <laughs> now, for for people like um, us here in Australia who will have to wait forever to even get a froster, mm-hmm. what, what is, what's wrong with the gloves? You know what, Scott? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, ladies because... and gentlemen. Right up to the minute, action figure news here on Action Figures. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm in a group order, I receive my figures at a later date. Um, and I really, with with the missteps, as, they, as Mattel calls them, I after a while I sort of tuned out. So I don't really know. <laughs> I'll have to do some research and get back to you on that one because with the things that happen with um, the Classics line, to me it's never really a big, huge deal as it is to some people. I guess the money involved, it would be, it should be, but it's not really. So I don't know. I'd have to have a look and get okay. back to you on that one. Sorry. Because no <laughs> no they mentioned the gloves, so I, I don't know whether they're just miscoloured or yeah. – anyway, that'll be interesting. That'll be something yeah. we have to revisit when we know. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Someone will tell us, I'm sure. And speaking of disasters, Scott, what have you got for us? Um, well, hmm. I've got two bits of DC collectibles news, and the first one didn't need to be a disaster. The first one is that they are doing a three and three quarter line from the uh, Injustice video game series. And the the bit that makes it disaster is that these designs are just so weird because actually the figures look quite good for three and three quarter. They're quite articulated. Um, you know, they've got a lot of articulation that we've been wanting DC direct slash collectibles to bring into their six figure, six, six units line for ages, like articulated ankles, etc. But these, I don't understand the the strange designs that they use for this video game. We're getting one pack that is Deathstroke and Green Arrow, and one pack that is Wonder Woman and Solomon Grundy. And, uh, yeah, they're just... Meh. Yeah, they're they're good. They're actually good figures, but the designs are even worse than just the. They're not even just the new Fifty Two designs. They're weird again, and I'm not quite sure why DC feels like they need to do this when they design their characters for video games, because to me it just dilutes the brand. If they, if they, you know, particularly when they've gone in some different directions with some of these designs for New 52, then to me it would make sense to strengthen that by putting them out there in this game to make them more widely recognized. But instead we get um, things that, I mean, you know, Green Arrow and Deathstroke are just kind of weird versions of what they uh, normally wear. Um, but Wonder Woman and Grundy, Wonder Woman in particular, she's the fail of the bunch to me because... Yeah. So yeah, I do not like. It's interesting. Uh, it's it's something a lot of I don't quite understand. Uh, I mean, comics are a, a visual medium first and foremost. That'll always be the case. And you, you're taking the recognition of a character, and as you said, you're, you're diluting it to the point where the recognition is just not there. Um, that Wonder Woman. If if you held that up in front of uh, you know. A bunch of kids and ask them who it was. I mean, unless they'd play the video game, they wouldn't have a foggiest who that is. I mean, Wonder Woman looks nothing like Wonder Woman. There's not even, you know, the the lasso is not there. The colouring is not there. It's just a bizarre-looking figure. Um, And and so the further you move away from what we know as the classic concept, um, you know, you you start to fail on on every level. Um, I mean, as you said, they're a great-looking design. Like, Deathstroke is a cool-looking character. It's just not Deathstroke to me. No. Mm. No. So a bit of a miss there, but, I mean, the the less tempted that I am to get into these three-and-three-quarter figures, the better, because I've got enough on my plate. So if they keep making them like this, it makes it easier for me not to buy them. And speaking of things that are easy for me not to buy, um, we had another one of those fantastic DC Collectibles Facebook teaser reveals this week where they give you a tiny little bit of an image every day and then come out with another completely obvious character. (laughs) So this time... And we're getting Arkham City statues, we know that, and this time we're getting Arkham City um, the Joker. Now, if you've ever wanted a Joker that looks like he got his hands wet and then fell in freshly cut grass, (laughs) this is the statue for you. Because uh, what, what else that green crap on his hands is supposed to be, I have no idea. Oh, well, I mean, if you've played the game, I mean, look, 
I actually quite like the design of the Joker in this. I've always perceived the Joker as as being that you know incredibly thin, gaunt kind of um, character. I mean, that's something that that really I didn't buy with Jack Nicholson because he's this short, chubby dude. Um, yeah, to me, you know, someone playing the Joker, I've always thought of someone like Jeremy Irons because he's got that really thin, gaunt appearance. And because he can act, I think he'd really be able to to nail the Joker. Um, so, and I mean, I think uh, I'm not, not sort of donning my... Um, my, what do you call it, the, the DC equivalent of the Marvel Universe, but I'm sure the Joker is meant to be about six foot four or something like that. Like, he's a really tall, thin, gangly, spooky dude. So I think the design is there. Um, but I, I don't know. One of the things maybe we're not giving enough credit to is is the power of video games. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about the you know the, the recognition might not be there, but um, you know, kids these days are more than likely going to be exposed to the you know the injustice video game than they are the new DC comics. Yeah. Um, but all the more reason to keep the designs consistent. Well, that's right. And then, you know, if you have it the same across all media, then you just strengthen the brand rather exactly. than dilute it. And see, even something like this, like, I mean, I, like, I'm not a video game person, but, you know, I just look at this and go, uh, I mean, even if he didn't have the green garbage on his hands, mm. I, you know, it just does not appeal. Um yeah. But you know, good on them. But again, I I just I don't know what the where the market is for statues based on video game stuff. Um, yeah, it's strange. I mean, I would have thought maybe that they would also make DC Entertainment would make more of an effort to try and get their products into video game stores. Um, mm. I mean, NECA have done it successfully. Um, oh yes, but yep. you know, DC haven't. Um, I mean, something that's interesting is, for example, the the Call of Duty series uh, has made you know about fifty squillion bazillion dollars or craptillion <laughs> dollars. Craptillion, yeah, that's the official term. <laughs> For, for example, um, Call of Duty Black Ops was a, a fantastic game. I really enjoyed it. I, I played the hell out of it. And they've just released Call of Duty Black Ops 2. And um, the sales of that video game reached a billion dollars faster than Avatar. So well. you had a video game that's just the next one in the series, and it, it, it took a billion dollars at retail faster than Avatar, the biggest movie of all time. So, mm. you know, I mean, really the guys that sit there and, and produce video games must just laugh at Hollywood because, you know, their power is infinitely more, um, you know, and I mean, they, they tend to bring out games a lot faster too. Yes. So, yeah, so that's the DC Collectibles news. All right. Well, we haven't mentioned NECA for at least a week. So um, I noticed <laughs> uh, Marvelous News had a couple of updates on the, the NECA 18-inch Iron Man. Um, now, we, you know, not, not name-dropping or anything, but we talked to our good friend uh, Randy Falk a few weeks ago, and Randy was quite um, enthusiastic when we asked him about the 18-inch uh, superhero series. And, um, you know, in addition to the fact that these are 18-inch scale and movie accurate, um, Iron Man will actually include lights. So he'll have lights in his um, his chest thingy and his repulses and his visor. Um, and, you know, certainly looking at the test shot um, that they've included, it's a, it's a pretty darn nice-looking figure. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm really quite keen to see where this goes, particularly when they get to the Hulk. Um, that, yeah. That's going to be the test for me. I mean, a 24-inch Hulk, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, I mean, you know, I, I, I might even be looking at the Hulk going, hmm, I see the ultimate custom coming out of this. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I certainly don't want to commit to a new scale, um, and, and I've never been really bowled over by movie costumes, but once we get to see these in the flesh, if... Um, they really do look as good as they are in, in the prototypes. Uh, yeah, it could be tempting. You likely to go for these, Justin? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I don't appreciate everything that uh, Ben's just said in the review there, but, um, yeah, n- not for me. <laughs> anyway, after these brief messages, we'll come back with Justin's decision. <laughs> that's right take some time <laughs> alright and um, yeah look last up just something that's a little bit of fun uh, everybody's a fan of Monsters Inc and if you're not there's uh, something wrong with you no offence but um, we've seen um, a couple of shots of the Monsters Inc Cos Babies and uh, I'm certainly not a Cos Babies person I think you know we, we do collect little plastic dollies but I think there is actually a, a, a limit to the age group that we can uh, we can aim at, but you have to admit, if if you're a Monsters Inc. fan, as I said, everybody is. Um, these are pretty cool. Right? They they look sensational, and there seems to be quite a few variations too. Um, certainly from the promo shots we're looking at, there's um, there's a couple of different mics. Um, looks to be just the one Sully in that shot, but um, they they look like a lot of fun. There's a number, there's a couple of different boos too. There's the yeah, kind yeah. of normal boo, and then the boo in the monster outfit, which I just love. I love yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, um, <laughs> These are always a bit dear, I think, though. I don't know. What do they retail for? Oh, uh, they're well. Uh, now I'm talking out my ass. I th- I th- <laughs> but, like, I'm pretty sure that they're. Um, yeah, not what what you would imagine to pay for that um, price. Style. They're kind of more. Well, hold on. Uh, well, we'll come back with that as well. well oh no, no. I mean, I suppose they're kind of like you know between twelve and and fifteen dollars, but they're just they're kind of um, not much bigger than like a superhero squad figure. So. Yeah, I mean, look, these are yeah. certainly if you've got. Oh, count. some of them are six inch. Six, oh, yeah, but they're a bit six inch ones can be kind of more around the forty dollar mark. But then your your three inch ones, um, you know, are yeah, kind of around fifteen, which I just think is probably a little bit expensive. Yeah, look, I've never understood some of these vinyl figures that, that we see around, and they're, they're six inches tall and cost sixty dollars. Um, just baffle me. Uh, I think we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about some of the Japanese pieces that um you know a five inch action figure that goes for 40 or 50 dollars it's uh, you'd want to be devoted so anyway so i think that uh, that wraps up articulate oh, i haven't uh, i have an update on froster oh, i thought you were going to change your just breaking news here folks necker figures <laughs> no the forearms were wrongly put on so they swapped out forearms oh seriously okay so yeah. our contact at mattel has been in touch thank you yep. Yep. Straight along. Thanks for that, Scott. <laughs> so, I mean, that that's just crazy. It is. Yeah. As if, yeah, that's just crazy. We're going to have to give um, Gertie's cousin who assembles figures incorrectly a name as well. You've got Gertie the blind, one-eyed painter. Yeah. So what, what actually happened with Froster? Her forearms have been swapped out, so left is on right and Right is on left. And oh, I thought that was just kind of standard for Maddie. Yeah, well, that's why I didn't know. So, <laughs> I like, <Okay>. yeah, I <laughs> mean, that, I'm sure that I, I cannot imagine that they're actually going to much expense to um 
send this free gift out. I'm, I'm sure it's stuff that they've got lying around. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And you imagine people at the end of the tether saying, oh, we're going to send all these back and, yep. and it costs them to send a replacement out and yep. back and forth. So I guess this is an easy option as well for them. Mm. Is it meant to be a free gift for uh, because the Ghostbusters sub didn't go ahead this year? Did yeah, that, I think that, that ever was, come out? I'm not too sure, but I, I remember talk of that. But Can was, you look was, into that for us, please, Justin? Oh, well, <laughs> Get our Maddie contact back on the line. <laughs> All right. Well, well, while you guys are talking to your industry insiders, uh, we'll, I think that wraps up Articulated News. Uh, we'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game, Name That. Well, now it's time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd from TVNFilmToys.com, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. So, over to you, John. Hey, everybody. Engineer Nerd here with this week's instalment of Name That, the audio version. And if you were paying attention last week, like our good friend Hyperion, you would have known that this sound... Record and send rescue messages! was a Rescue Heroes Command Center. Well done, Hyperion, and I'll be awarding you a point in the forum. Moving on to this week's sound, got something that should be a challenge for you guys, but maybe not because you're really excellent at this game. So here we go. Excellent! Let's rock and roll! Squeezing their legs gets them jamming! And one more time. As always, come on over and visit me at TV and Film Toys to play the uh, picture version of this game. Or, if you got any guesses, come on over to the AFB forum and leave your guesses there. Uh, you could get forum points, which are much coveted around the world. Peace out, people. Thunder, 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 thunder. Introducing evil mutant warriors, Rattero. Ultraman, Croon the Destroyer, battle against Lion-O and the new Thundercat allies, Hatchiman, Snowman, Tusker Warrior, the battle is on for the Sword of Omen. Thunder, 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 Figures and vehicles each sold separately from LJF. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail, and these might be new releases, or we might talk about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. And this week, Scott has Toy of the Week. So, over to you, Scott. Thank you very much, Ben. This episode, I am reviewing a vintage DC Direct statue, and that is their diorama statue, which is a recreation of the cover of Brave and the Bold number 28. Now, one of the things that I love about eBay is that occasionally you, when you're searching for things, you come across things that you didn't even know existed. <laughs> and I have mentioned a number of times that I am focusing on collecting some of the early DC Direct uh, statues at the moment. And in the process of searching for a couple of others, I, well, maybe about a year ago, 
came across this statue, which I didn't realize had ever been made. Um, but a- as you can imagine, being a really early DC Direct piece and uh, being the type of statue it is, it's very hard to find. It's rarely on eBay. And when it is, it goes for a kidney and a lung. And so I've watched some and um, you know just seen them go way past my price point. But this particular statue I had been watching for a while and it was finally relisted with a, a make an offer and I made an offer that I was comfortable with and um, got a, a counter offer but it wasn't like those usual counter offers that are like two dollars less than the buy it now price uh, <laughs> you know, it was actually um, a reasonable counter offer and so I bought it I waited and it is here Um so this is – one of the things that's interesting just doing, trying to do my research about this piece is that when I look on the new DC Collectibles website, because they are trying to have the, the archive stuff still there, on the website that they have, when you look at the listing for this, when it comes to the release date, it says on the website that the release date was January 1990. But – Mine on the bottom next to the edition um, size says 2002. So I don't know whether or not that's a mistake on the DC website or mine is a reissue. Um, But at any rate, it still looks pretty and beautiful and uh, I I like it all the same. One thing that I did notice, though, and I'll I'll get to a, a better description in the moment is that the paint um, work on mine is a little bit different than the paint work that is on the um, DC site, which makes me wonder if, um, yeah, so it makes me wonder whether or not there are two different versions of this. Mine is, uh, well, this statue is that recreation of the classic um, first appearance of Justice League of America, Brave and the Bold 28 statue, which is. Um, the original members minus Superman and Batman fighting Starro, the Starfish Conqueror. And so we have Green Lantern, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Flash, and the Martian Manhunter. And uh, I just have to start by saying, uh, you know, I'm an enthusiast and I like most things. This is absolutely flipping amazing. (laughs) You know, often things that you you look at um, in a promotional shot or even on eBay and you just – you wonder is it actually going to live up to it and often there's something about it that you know takes a bit of an edge off this to me is even better in person it's such an exciting piece one of the things that's interesting about the promo shot that um dc collectibles has on their website compared to the version that i've got is um aquaman and the way that he is painted now this was obviously early Aquaman, first time that Aquaman ever appeared on the cover of a comic book. And in his early appearances, he had yellow gloves. Mm, that's one thing yeah. I was going to mention. Yeah. Yes. Now, my my statue has got yellow gloves. Oh. Yes. But the um, the version on the DC Collectibles website has got green gloves, which I think is a little bit odd. And the other thing is that the, the paint scheme on my Starro is actually different. I'll have to take some pictures of this to put alongside the pictures from the website and the enhanced podcast just so you can see the difference because my Starro color scheme is actually different from theirs. The DC website has a um, 
purple or lilac center star with an outer blue star, mm. and mine is the other way around. Yes. Yeah, so I'm actually looking at the two different versions now. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So uh, someone might well be able to tell us the history here and whether or not it's, you know, it, one, one's a reissue, etc. Certainly while mine says 2002, to me it is the more accurate um, version of the cover with the yellow gloves and the, and the star or color scheme. Um, but the, they have captured, you know, regardless, they've captured the poses of the characters just perfectly from the, um, the cover. Um, you know, we got the Infinite Heroes Star Wars version a while ago with the the three and three quarter figures posed around a Star Wars with you know a fantastic effort, effort. But obviously, you can sculpt um, in a, a much more detail and much more accuracy. And just little things like the the very uh, to me kind of humorous way that Aquaman's hanging on to that tendril there. Um, are, are all captured. Wonder Woman with her her lasso um, around, and the lasso is actually uh, well. I'm tempt- I don't want to snap it off. No, it is wire. Um, but let's. I, I don't want to break it on air because I'll cry, and that would be embarrassing. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> um, the detail is amazing. Little things like the ridges around the edge of Starro um, are just beautifully detailed and sculpted. Um, Martian Manhunter's cape, the tiny little tendrils, um, the the faces, because these figures are, um, you know, the, the, the characters themselves are quite small. The whole thing, um, it, it actually only stands about six inches tall, but it's um, 10.5 inches long and 9.12 inches wide. Um, the So, you know, it's more of a, a wide statue than a tall statue, but the, the figures themselves are quite small, but the detail on the faces is unbelievable. Um, you know, really beautifully both sculpted and painted. Um, you know, I've seen in, in recent times 12-inch statues with much budgier paint jobs so this is obviously before Gershi came on the scene That's right. um, yes <laughs> um, can i uh, can i ask a question please? the the base under starro in the images i'm looking at it, it is it a is it a sandy effect like is it rough to the touch or is it sort of a smooth is it like a sandy base and it is rough to the touch the only thing that's um you know slightly different well i mean i guess from that um the photo that you see is that the star doesn't actually sit as high so um i think they've taken a little bit of photographic license with the angle that they photographed this from gives the impression that green lantern's a little bit taller than he actually is in person he still is higher than the others but um is a, a little bit flatter in person than it is in the photograph. So I'll try and add that photo into the enhanced podcast. Now, one reason why I got this a tiny is that um, one of the, the, the end of the, I don't know what you call them. Are they tendrils or what? They're tentacles. Justin, can you find out for us, please? <laughs> just a sec. I'll just ring Scott. <laughs> Start your giant starfish experts. Hang on, chocolate stuff. Uh, stuff. Now, by the end, please. Um, go with us for now. I don't think that's right, but anyway, that they are quite fine. And in fact, the tentacle that Green Lantern is holding on to has snapped and been glued. 
Um, but you can't tell unless you actually look at it. And so I knew that I knew that buying it, mm-hmm. um, when it arrived, it had snapped off again. Uh, so Scott had a minor heart attack on packing because it had actually fallen in the box and I couldn't find it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I found it and I hate gluing. We're going to do a, a, a segment one day on wear and repair. And it's taken me a long time to work out the right kind of stuff to use to um, – to fix statues, but I've got it now and I have re-glued it and you really can't tell. Um, but, you know, for this, if, if it was a modern thing where there was a lot around, you know, I would try and find one that didn't have that break because this is something that's very hard to find. And uh, I'm really glad that I did because y- you can't tell, I forget. Um, so, yes, I, I am thrilled, absolutely thrilled. Yeah, and it's interesting that in that original promo shot, the they reversed Starro's colouring, but then the actual images you see of the actual statue, it looks like they've changed their mind and, and gone with the correct colouring. It's um... so I mean, what, and again, you know, because of this the date discrepancy, um, you know, maybe that is a promo shot that of something that never actually made it out. Hmm. And you know, but they corrected it before they did because obviously the green gloves are totally incorrect for that that time period. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. so perhaps it was something that they they fixed later on, um, but the date discrepancy. Um, mine with which is two thousand and two is number five hundred and fifty seven of twelve hundred, uh, and it is absolutely beautiful. Now I should credit where it's due. I've got the name of the sculpture listed here. Um, Sculpted by Jack Matthews. Okay, cool. No, I think you covered pretty much everything I was going to ask. Um, yeah, very um, good. So as far as a dolly rating, uh, Justin's not happy with me. <laughs> because Justin is not a fan of the 10 out of 10s, but I have to go 10 out of 10 out of this. This is just amazing. <laughs> Are you okay, I Justin? Guess it's a, yeah, fine. I guess it's a piece that you can look at time and time again and and uh, spot different nuances and different uh, bits and pieces out of it. So, yeah, I'm happy with 10. By the way, it's tentacle as well. It's tentacle. Thank you, research. It's tentacle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you, Scott. That wraps up the Toy of the Week, and when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. From across the galaxy to battle the evil Decepticons comes the ultimate Autobot hero, Optimus Prime. Transforming from big rig into powerful robot, he's the greatest Autobot warrior of them all. With a hidden battle platform, twin rocket launchers for double the damage, and a light and sound power pack for real battle action. And when Optimus talks, the Decepticons will run for cover. Transformers! Transformers Generation 2. Optimus Prime is all you see here. We're all here because we collect, so Feeding the Addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. So, guys, what's new this week? Justin, you've picked up something pretty cool. I have uh, finally got my hands on a vintage Castle Grayskull. We talked about it last week. I don't know if it made the show or not, if it was an outtake. But, uh, yeah, the... There was one close by to me on eBay and uh, it got pulled and then I just sent him a message and we worked out a deal and it's going to be mine hopefully in the next week and go and pick it up and uh, own a vintage Castle Grayscale now, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty good time very... considering we were talking about it. Yeah. And the other one is I finally popped my cherry. <laughs> I wouldn't do it for anything else other than Star Wars, but I was able to pick up a Hot Toys Luke on eBay 
um, at a very good second chance um, option that was given to me. <laughs> but it's one of those wing and a prayer things now. Cross your fingers and hope it does turn up. Came from that part of the world where it's not the most reliable part of the world. And we'll see how we go. Might tell you in about six weeks' time if it arrived or not. <laughs> well, welcome to the dark side. Thank you. And Thank you. Like the rest of us, you can sit back and ogle your one Hot Toys Star Wars figure. <laughs> that appears to be all they're making. Yeah, true. Imagine a Hot Toys Chewy, but that's going to be pretty awesome. Yes. Uh, speaking of Hot Toys, before we move on, uh, did you see that Hot Toys have a poll on their website at the moment and you can vote on your uh, choice of Arnold Schwarzenegger figure? Um, so they're offering up uh, Arnie in his. Um, it looks. I think the promo shot they used was a Conan the Destroyer. Um, so a Hot Toys Conan. Um, there was a Running Man, uh, etc. There was even a Governor. Like there was one of him in a suit as the Governor. And uh, so I, I threw my vote behind the the Conan figure because I think that would be pretty darn sweet. But mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in re- really looking back. Um, this is what they did with Star Wars over a year ago. They had one of these polls on their website. Um, I mean, I, I certainly, I don't even know what I was voting on. I kind of just, you know, pressed the radio button and hit the button in Japanese that I think said submit vote. I mean, I, I don't know. I might have just volunteered up one of my kidneys or something. So <laughs> I went to that poll already to vote, but I ended up having to conscientiously object because there was no option for a twins version. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is the obvious choice to me. So it, it yeah. is, but I went with with Conan as my second choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the fact that the Star Wars one was well over twelve months ago, and they they haven't even announced a figure is is very odd. I mean, they they seem to have a very odd um, marketing manager. Well, see, my thing with the the twins line, if you go, work with me for a moment here, oh please, is that um you know they have teased other Batman Returns. Uh, figures. They, they made a big deal of getting that license and they actually showed us a teaser image with Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman and Danny DeVito Penguin. So once they've made the Danny DeVito Penguin, they've already obviously got a, a correct size buck. So, you know, how hard would it be to then put out a couple of twins figures? Oh, I'd say pretty hard based on the sales of like, oh, one unit. <laughs> <laughs> Two. <laughs> oh god because they're twins <laughs> I don't want it jeez <laughs> oh, before we digress any further what about you Scott what have you picked up this week <laughs> um, well I got the DC Collectibles Batman Black and White Bane statue it is wonderful really really big John's not here so <laughs> taunt John because we know how much he loves Bane, um, but it really is a, a fantastic... And I'm just loving this line, particularly seeing as it's the only thing that DC Collectibles is doing at the moment that has got any element of classic mm. to it. Um, and the more that they add to the cast, um, you know, it's, the different versions of Batman are great, but a new character in the line is fantastic, and this is by far and away the biggest statue they've done in the line. 
Um, he really towers, particularly the pose they've got where he's you know got his hands above his head, um, but he's just a huge, huge statue. So great fun, really enjoying it. Now, whose art is that based on? I, I haven't got a picture here. So. Kelly Jones. Oh, it is Jones. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, that would be a big one. It was big, big, big. And then I also, on the vintage DC collectible, oh, sorry, DC Direct stuff, I got the Wonder Woman versus the Serpent mini statue. So oh, um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I actually have had the, the full-size version in my watch list for a while but just haven't been able to pull the trigger on it. And looking at um, display space, etc. I thought that was one. I have the full-size Wonder Woman versus Ares statue, which is just an f- amazing piece. Um, so I thought, well, I think we can probably go mini statue for um, Wonder Woman versus the Serpent. And uh, it's an Adam Hughes design and very happy with it. Very nice. Very nice. Um, pretty small week for me in the scheme of things. I got my, finally, finally, I got a very tired sea turtle um, rocked up and uh, carrying my uh, DC Infernal Crisis Elastigirl and Poison Ivy. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it puts things in perspective, um, the fact that we actually collect small plastic dolls when you're really excited and you open a box and go, oh, wow, look, and it's two female figures. And, you know, while you're looking at Elastigirl going, man, what a what a great-looking figure. This is going to complement, you know, the Doom Patrol really well. And, oh, my God, I'm a grown man and I do actually collect dollies. So <laughs> that was a bit of a uh, bit of an eye-opener. Um I'm pretty happy with Rita. Um, Poison Ivy, on the other hand, uh, that cast in green plastic is not not good. Not no. good. The fact that she's cast in green plastic and then they sort of attempted to paint her lips and eyebrows and stuff um, over the top of the green plastic does not look clean at all. It actually looks really odd. Um, good sculpt. I mean, she looks good enough. I'm not a big fan of the green skin ivy. Yeah. I've never really understood the concept. Um, no. But look, I suppose an ivy is better than no ivy uh, in the scheme of things. But, yeah, it's it's not my favourite so far. No, I, I have to agree. It's definitely the low point of Club Infinite Earths. Um, I'm not a fan of the green version either, but the green plastic thing just kind of really detracts. Yeah. Elastigirl is great, you know, not just a good, you know, great addition character-wise, but it is a, it's a great, great figure. Yeah, and, and it's nice to see we're getting that sort of closure on teams, etc. I mean, we, we thought we were done sort of halfway on uh, quite a few teams, so to really see those last few figures starting to trickle in is, is pretty cool. That's good. All right. Well, if no one has any other items to report, it's time to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this bizarro world? Red carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or something even worse. And handing out the penalty this week is Scott. So over to you, Scott. Thank you very much, Ben. And this week the red card is going to Kotobukiya. I think this may be the first time that we've red, red carded Koto, I'm not sure. But uh, this actually uh, came about from a post that they put up on their Facebook today. Now, it's not uncommon for companies to put out a bit of a photo tease 
of products before they do the full reveal. And in fact, for their uh, new DC Justice League line of PC, PVC figures that they're doing, they've done a bit of a tease on Facebook each time before the final reveal. And the last one that we haven't seen yet is Wonder Woman. Um, but today we got a lovely tease of her right butt cheek. Now, I'm red carding. There's actually two levels to the red card here. One is the annoying sexist uh, trope that they've fallen into. But then I also want to give a red card to um, about half the people that actually commented on the thread to say, I think it's Wonder Woman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I get it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So we have, you know, it is her backside, but also her right arm, her uh, magic bracelet and lasso. Um, So thank you, Blind Freddy, for letting us know that it's Wonder Woman. But I I had no idea. So I just want to say thank you to all those people that commented because I would have (laughs) had no idea otherwise. (laughs) And then also, you know, I'm not a big fan of the other people that commented things along the lines of dat ass. Um, You know, that was (laughs) Trump. as well um but but really back to the thing that annoyed me you know there is obviously an eye candy element to comics and to this hobby but i don't actually collect um toys just because the women look sexy i collect them because they i like the characters etc but i think that this just reinforces all of the negative stereotypes of our hobby how many of the teaser images for the male characters of the uh this line were of their butts pretty sure it's zero yeah and I'm, i'm still a bit uh, gun shy from all of the uh, Avengers stuff where you get, you know, great action poses of all of the guys and then Black Widow in an anatomically impossible pose just so that we can see her butt. Um, and that was both the movie figures and then also I'm pretty sure that they actually teased, Hot Toys teased the uh, Avengers Black Widow um, Hot Toy in pretty much the same way. Yeah. And I think the Sideshow Premium format one did the same thing. You know what? It's lame. I'm over it. Enough. Yeah. There should be more close-ups of, like, male superhero junk. Oh, wait, they don't have any. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know I was one of them because I couldn't see a thumb from that pic, so it totally totally threw me. The the hand actually looks freakishly weird. (laughs) tiny little fingers if you took that out of context seriously if you took that out of context i don't know if you would actually think that it's a hand or if you would think it's a cow udder yeah that's what i was saying look to be honest i i actually lost an hour of my afternoon just making a list of all the superheroes that have golden lassos trying to work out who it was (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you know just lame or or at least if they they want to do this well then let's you know, tease all the male figures that way as well. Let's just show their butt first. Yeah, you know? I'd prefer to move away from butts than to go for more butts. Well, me too. <laughs> yep, Kotobukiya and um, Wonder Woman's ass. You get our red card of the week. And in dumb Facebook commenters, you get the secondary red card. 
Excellent. All right. Well, coming up after that well-deserved fail is our discussion topic of the week. Vigo presents the Star Trek action figures featuring the crew of the Enterprise, Captain James T. Kirk, their fearless leader, Dr. Bones McCoy, caring for the health of the Enterprise crew, Scotty, the chief engineer, in charge of the transporter room, Mr. Spock, the Vulcan, second in command, and the Klingon, enemy of the Star Trek crew. Star Trek action figures, complete with accessories shown, each sold separately from Mego. Now it's time for our discussion topic of the week, and this week we're actually doing a toy history of the X-Men's Nightcrawler. Now this is the second such spotlight that we've done, the first being Firestorm that we did back in episode 31, and if you haven't listened to that, go and have a listen now, we'll wait. And welcome back, I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> Big show. That's right. And well, no, obviously they passed the pause, right? Yeah, that's right. So. Now, I'm hoping that everyone is familiar with Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is, of course, uh, one of the staples of the X-Men, has been for quite some time. His first appearance being Giant Size X-Men number one, way back in the Chris Claremont, Dave Cockrum days. He is the uh, the demonic-looking character from uh, the, the new X-Men with the blue fuzzy fur and tail and ears and that sort of thing. Now, we do actually happen to have a huge Nightcrawler fan in the house. What a coincidence that uh, the character we chose happens to fall into that category. And Scott is our fuzzy elf fan, so he's going to give us a bit of a look back at Nightcrawler and where he's been. So, Scott, do you want to kick us off? I sure do. Now, unlike the Firestorm retrospective where there was a limited number of pieces that we actually were able to talk about each one. Um, Nightcrawler obviously is a, a character that has seen a fair bit of licensing. He's not in uh, Iron Spidey Wolverine territory by any means, but when you do a bit of research into it, um, there have been a, a number of different types of toys uh created for him. So we're basically going to go through some of the highlights, lowlights, and weird lights. Uh, <laughs> ju- just to, and we'll kind of look at some different scales, both on the action figure side of things and then also on the statue and bust side of things. But just just as a disclaimer, in the list that I've put together for us to discuss, I have left out Heroclix, Minimates, Eagle Moss, etc. Um, there are a number of different Nightcrawler, Heroclix, Minimates, Bobbleheads, etc. Um, and we've got enough to talk about without going there. So uh, what I, might, I thought might be fun just to start with is just to ask each of you, you know, what's the first kind of Nightcrawler toy that you remember? Uh, for, for me, uh, certainly the one that, that stands out the most as far as when I really started to notice that action figures were, were good uh, and, and could actually be sculpted well, etc., was, of course, the, the six-pack that came out in the late 90s. Um, it was the, the, the giant size, well, sort of that giant size X-Men six-pack with um, Storm, Colossus, um, Sunfire, Banshee and Thunderbird. Yes. Uh, yeah, I had that set. Yeah, it's a um, interesting scale because it's a five and a uh, five and a half inch. Yes. yes. Quite articulated. Um, came in a, a great groovy box and no Wolverine, which has got to be a. No, no, it was an interesting. I'm sure that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I actually had mine up until Marvel Legends really kicked off, and then I realised they were a different scale, so mine went on eBay, and uh, it went for a stupid amount of money from memory. Really? Yeah. What about you, Justin? I had the uh, early 90s Toy Biz one. That's my first sort of memory of a Nightcrawler toy. Sort of a Nightcrawler break for me until the Marvel Legends one came out. Yeah, but that's my earliest memory. It was early 90s, 92 or 3 or 4, around that time. When I got into... um, Try collecting the Toy Biz one uh, from the X Men line with super suction, mind you. <laughs> but the the first toys. one that I came across, and w- one of the kind of strange things about that sh- figure, well, it is a great fun figure. It came with a sword, etc. Mm. One of the things I've always found odd about that figure is that the super suction consisted of a suction cup on his left hand and his right knee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and it's got to be one of the stranger action features on a, you know, and there's some weird ones out there. But I have I have read that I think the initial intent was to have one, like two on each side, but cost cutting. I don't know. Maybe suction cuts were really expensive back then. <laughs> um. So, but there's there's actually two versions of that figure. There's on different cards. The because this was the, um, the Troy Biz. Nightcrawler from the very first wave of those X-Men figures. Um, there were nine characters and Nightcrawler was one of them. But then a couple of years later, they came around and did some reissues of those figures. Um, the, the first lot had the character on it with the X-Men logo. But then there was a, a second reissue that actually had Wolverine on the card of each of them kind of jumping out of the card. Um, but same character. I can't remember, though... If on the reissue, if we still had super suction or not, they may they may have dropped the suction cups. No, no, I don't think they did. Actually, I've just found a photo. Oh, he's still got one on his right knee. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Obviously, the right knee suction cup very important. Um, yeah, but that that would be first one for me. Now, I I know what the answer to this one's going to be, but just going around again, what do you reckon action figure wise is the best Nightcrawler figure? Ben? Oh, I mean, Marvel Legends definitely stands out for me. Um, I, I do actually like the X-Men Classics one. Uh, I, I think the, the the sort of the fingers and the toes have just seem a little bit more understated because the Marvel Legends one, his feet are gigantic. Um, but, of course, he's not in the, the classic first appearance costume, so he loses points for that. So, yeah, I'm going to throw it to Marvel Legends. Yeah, the, the thing that I find, uh, you know, the, the X-Men Classics one is that it isn't really a like the costume isn't one that means much to me. Like I don't know no, if that. No. Um, yeah, but and I I agree that I don't know if those feet are actually much smaller. If it's just because they're darker that they look smaller. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Justin? Uh, ditto. <laughs> Sorry to be so boring, but uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, pretty, Marvel Legends. Yeah, but I, I think it's pretty unequivocal, and I think that um, one of the for me, it's the head sculpt. The yeah, and not all of the Toy Biz Marvel Legends head sculpts were great, um, but the the Nightcrawler head sculpt, you know, not only was it really nicely uh, detailed, but it actually has got a bit of a, um, you know, a bit of a smirk or or something on it. So whether that was deliberate or 
<laughs> a, a, you know, a molding error. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I, I think it definitely has really stood the test of time. And while I've never been a huge articulation person, I think that Nightcrawler is a character that really suits a lot of articulation. And uh, yeah, so that my original. Um, Marvel Legends Nightcrawler actually suffered an incident because I, I had some Marvel Legends on a bookshelf at um, a workplace of mine, and uh, they there was a fire. Ah, oh, yes, yes. And but the interesting thing was because my boss, I was actually away at a conference, and my boss, you know, I, I only had stuff there that was stuff that I wasn't going to cry if it, you know, died. But my boss, that they got a bit smoke damage. And I had a whole bunch of Marvel Legends there. And my boss, who was very worried that I was going to be worried about it, put them in the dishwasher. <laughs> and I can say I can say that Marvel Legends, well, the Toybees ones at least, could go through the dishwasher. Um, so they, you know, and it, like it was, it was actually quite strange. So a little bit of a loss of paint color there, but it got rid of the smoke, that's for sure. <laughs> True story. I had about 10 Marvel Legends. I was like, oh, oh, sorry, I felt sorry, but I, I, I put them in the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, and your, your, your fantastic four number one got a bit wrinkled so i just ironed it you know <laughs> I would never like I, i'd never take anything for the bookshelves at work that i'm worried about <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, that's funny <laughs> but uh, i guess the one thing with, with nightcrawler just sort of looking at the the list you put together is he does appear to be one of those characters who just seems to keep chugging along there always seems to be something in the works and something being released. Um, there doesn't seem to be any obvious kind of um, dry dry spells, I guess. Well, and when, when you look at the you know, the different lines, that, you know, any line that covers Marvel to much degree uh, would get Nightcrawler. You know, some some better than others. Um, what, what's one that you don't have that you'd like to have? Um, I picked up the the NECA statue that they did many years ago. There was a Marvel Collectors Club that um, died almost as soon as it got started, and they I think they released about four statues before uh, it, it went down the tubes, but one of them was actually uh, a Nightcrawler statue, and um, it's, a, it's a nice statue. It's slightly out of scale with Bowen, but because it's slightly out of scale, I don't actually display it with my Bowen statues, so... Yeah, the Bowen Nightcrawler is one that that sort of always teases me a little bit. Hmm. What about you, Justin? I wanted to get the Icons one when it when it came out. I passed on it just because of the scale issue as well. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's not meant to be as tall as you know uh, Colossus and Daredevil, so I'm not going to really <laughs> go for it. But then you know, kick myself later not picking him up because that that Icons figure is really 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 good. It's just like a Marvel Legends figure scaled up, and it's it's a shame. Very hard to come <laughs> by now, too. Yeah, yes, almost impossible. Indeed. Mine that I would like to have is actually the famous covers version. It, it is horrendously daggy. <laughs> um, I have actually, as as those famous covers ones are, um, but you know, and it, I've actually held it in my hand once but wasn't in a position to buy it at the time. And you can pick up the famous cover stuff fairly yeah, cheap. Yeah. 
they haven't yeah. really appreciated in value. <laughs> um, but partly because like, Nightcrawler is my favorite Marvel character. Um, so partly for that reason, partly because it's just it's actually quite hilarious. Like the the the, the face, the head sculpt is not great. The um, the costume is a bit bizarre. But just the fact that they made a Nightcrawler in that line, I think, is you know quite quite fun. Yeah. So that, that's one. Um, Going out, so now you you touched on a statue there when you talked about the Neko version. Um, you know, once we if we if we stay in action figures just for for one moment before we get to statues, he has been done in in a number of scales. We've talked more about six inch versions, but um, there are a few different three and three quarter versions. There's the Toy Biz versions, obviously, um, and in that Toy Biz line as well as the original and the reissue of the standard figure um like most lines once we got towards the end of that line it devolved into some fairly horrible variants and so we also got the toy biz classics light up weapon (laughs) nightcrawler um with his you know fantastic um never before or seen again uh, black and silver costume, almost X Force y, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pred- predicting the future, perhaps. Um, but then, even even better, we got the uh, essential Water Wars Nightcrawler. Of course. Yeah. Like, I, I really wonder when they get to that point. Obviously, you know, it's like, I don't know if they let the interns do the last ones in the line. We're like, <laughs> you know. But the, the Water Wars, I mean, they barely. Deserve to be spoken of, but oh, it's my favourite Marvel crossover. <laughs> <laughs> that is a funky looking. You better buy it because Amazon only has one left in stock. Damn. <laughs> 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 um, but we we haven't touched on Marvel Universe, of course. We ha- well, we haven't actually seen a single carded um, Nightcrawler in Marvel Universe yet, which is a bit of a surprise. Mm. We've had a couple impact. We've had the um, Secret Wars two pack with Punk Storm, and then he appeared in their version of the Giant Size X Men six pack, as it were. And there is actually a variant, um, not phasing, but like slightly translucent version as well, because that that six pack had a a variant set. And the Nightcrawler variant is translucent purple in some bits, so I guess it's mid, mid teleport. Mm. Okay, yeah. There are those there. Once we get over six inch, but not yet into statues. Besides famous covers, the only other one that I thought of was Icons. So we've covered that. And that is a great figure, the Icons one. I wish I had that. Mm. But like you said, pretty dear now to try and find. Yeah. I don't even remember seeing that one at retail in Australia. No. Oh, I do. I had it in my hand. <laughs> oh, dear. The ones that you've had at the time, like Ben's, you know, sideshow premium format Captain America story that just gets you every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's me right here. <laughs> Once we get into the busts and statues, there are actually quite a few, and some um, – I knew most of these, but I wasn't expecting this list to end up quite as long. Um, on the bust side, we've touched on – the the Bowen bust, which is going back to some of the early Bowen busts where the, they're armless, but it's quite a good version um, of him. It works better than some of the armless. I'm not a big fan of armless busts. Mm, no. But the, the Bowen you know, one certainly works better. 
there's a very nice Cotabaquia fine art bust as well, which I actually have seen in person and like, but those fine art photo busts are just a bit out of scale with Bowen for me to go for. But he's got his sword, which I like. Yeah, that is a nice one. I, I think the Cota line in general has been pretty good. The, the, I, I just wish that they were slightly smaller. They would fit so nicely with Bowen, yeah, which yeah. implies it's not, you know, their, not their job to do that. Uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I did not know existed until I was doing research for this is actually a Diamond Select Ultimate Nightcrawler bust, which is actually a bit funky because he doesn't have a shirt on. That, that tail looks like it's just ready to get caught on everything, doesn't it? I mean, and the thing, like when I was um, flicking through this, I have to say, at first, because obviously when you're doing image searches and things, you come across a lot of custom. Yeah. I actually passed over this the first time because it looks a little bit homemade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think Nightcrawler's ever been sort of portrayed as having like a 12-foot tail. No. No. Oh, he's got chest hair. Yeah, that's always been a, a real um, annoyance of mine. Like there was a stage where, uh, you know, he, Kurt was getting around and he had a goatee. And it's like, how can he have a goatee? Like, as in, he's covered, uh, you know, he's covered in a fine blue fur. It's not his skin that's blue. So how does he... Grow a does he shave his entire body? Does he yeah, get the black marker out and <laughs> scribble that sucker on? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that one's not on my want list, by the way. If you haven't done your Christmas shopping for me yet, you don't need to do that. Oh, now you tell me. Now tell me. There is... Oh, you got me with the nude blue balls version. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was not me. Uh, script bombs. You uh, got... I'm throwing that one at, at John. I don't think it was John. I only typed this up today. I reckon it must have been Justin. Uh, say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> another version. I'm pretty sure that that is not in canon. Yeah, that's the um, highly secretive, unreleased noob. Yeah, and for anyone out there, don't do a Google search. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now you tell me. Comes the statues. Me, my, my favorite is the Bowen full size statue. I do own this. Um, it is a wonderful piece. Um, beautiful. Often the, you know, the the puffs of smoke that are a product of his teleporting, um, in sculpt form, end up looking like uh, hardened bubble gum. Mm. Or like exploding taffy or something, <laughs> um, but this is this is done so well. You know, it is just a beautiful, beautiful, um, you know, piece. It's a Kachark Brothers sculpt. Who next to Randy Bowen, they're my favorite Bowen sculptors, um, and it is truly wonderful, truly wonderful. What what ones in the statue list stand out for you guys? I, I actually really quite like the bust, the full size bust. Um, I mean, it's not something you can start to dedicate but because um, yeah, they take up a lot of space. But I actually think they, they capture the look um, really, really well. So if that's actually Upper Deck. Yeah, that's a really unusual one. I don't know whether that was something they just hooked up with Alex Ross to release those. So it was, um, it's a bit yeah. strange. It does, I've actually seen that in person, and it doesn't look as good in person as it does in photos. Oh, okay. I mean, the eyes look like they're a little bit big. Yeah. No, it's just that the blue is actually a little bit off. 
but yeah, it is a strange, it's a strange one. I've come across that a few, you know, a number of times searching in things and think I'd love to have that, but it's expensive and, it's, and it's big. Stands out for you on the Nightcrawler statue side. No, oh, you said the Bowen one before. I'm just looking at that now. The base would be the big winner for me to include that as well. That's, uh, that's, you got the, um, just an iconic sort of, uh, pose and, and, uh, smoke in the background. It's fantastic. Yeah, I think the smoke is a real win there. When you when you compare mm. it to the the sideshow comicette one, which does suffer a little bit from the the bubblegum syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> I have the sideshow one as well, um, and it is I, I like it. It's quite an unusual pose. One thing about it is that it is a very topple prone. Mine has actually had a fall. Um, which was very sad. <laughs> uh, lost were a couple of um, tips of the bubble protoplasm um, that his foot comes out of, which I've managed to super glue back on. But one, actually, I couldn't get back on, but it kind of didn't matter because it still looked just as strange. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a, it, it's a great piece. I actually really like it, but... It's just a bit odd, like his, because his uh, left leg, his knee is up so high, it just looks a little bit um, painful. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, for the, for this one in particular, I saw it and just sort of, mm, I think I'll wait and see what they do in the way of the premium format. Yeah, uh, look, my Mark Maquette will certainly go when the premium format version comes, um, as long as it's not terrible, because, it, you know, I'd think that they could really do some great stuff with it. Um th- there are a number of other statues though that the that ha- have come out. We've mentioned the the NECA one, um, but there is also a Diamond Select uh, actually part of the Dark Phoenix saga set which are individual statues that, that form together and the Nightcrawler one of that is quite um fun because it's he's hanging off a um a parapet. Uh, but it's a quite quite a sculpt. And one thing about those um pieces is that most of them actually work quite well individually, as well as if you have the whole diorama together. So that, that and they're not huge, so if you don't have a lot of room, but you want a night crawler statue, and those are around, um, you know, on on eBay, not not super cheap, but they're not um, prohibitive either. Um, and, and uh, now we haven't touched on either animated versions or movie versions, but certainly there have been a few of those. We've had two, three and three quarter Nightcrawler figures from X Men Evolution, and uh, which is a weird one. I didn't like the show. Yeah, it was a bit uh, a bit off base. It might actually be uh, because in in that um, in that show Nightcrawler had a, a human kind of version as well, and I think there might actually be a human looking variant of that figure, but I've never tracked it down. Mm, I can see why. <laughs> there was a version that came out in Wolverine and Men as well, and those are actually nice toys. Yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah, I think it died a little bit uh, too early. I was quite enjoying it. I thought it was a great show, and the, the toys I thought were great fun, but never got past a first series of them. Um, but I did have the Nightcrawler as well, good fun. And then there's a number of different X2 versions of the Alan Cumming Nightcrawler, which are just all horrible. <laughs> <laughs> really enjoyed the film. I thought he did a great job, but I just hated the gear that they put him in. Oh, yeah. I, I think, you know, if they had have got 
if they had have got him right, he would have been the standout character from all of the movies. But, you know, the idea to, to cover him in the glyphs and, and that sort of thing, I just thought was extremely odd. If they had have just run with the, the regular old Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler and didn't make him conflicted, etc., I think he would have been absolutely amazing. That didn't bother me. I thought that I thought it was what it was interesting, but I just, the, just hated the clothes they put him in, mm-hmm. and the way it's like a hobo, <laughs> striped pants and whatever. It just didn't make much sense, and it do, it doesn't make good toys. That's for sure. Yeah, mm. yeah, and that there's quite a few of them, but I've never been tempted. You know, I don't don't tend to buy movie action figures anyway. But then there's some weird stuff. <laughs> of course. Few things that I think we have to acknowledge just at the end of a, a Nightcrawler discussion. Um, one, which is uh, just a weird, strange thing that I came across, is a uh, Nightcrawler Bendems, <laughs> which <laughs> a visible figure from Just Toys. It's a, I think a kind of a, a early nineties. I don't know if this is a bootleg or. Uh, no, I think they're pretty. I think when lines were. Um, plentiful that they would often have a Bendems version plus a regular release like uh, Toy Biz or whatever. They did the same thing when, when Star Wars came back out with the Power of Force stuff. They had Bendems at the same time. There's a few lines have done that too. All right. So, mm. uh, these are six inch from, from memory. I haven't ever uh, possessed a Nightcrawler Bendems. Nor a... <laughs> no, I must admit my, my Bendems collection is, is rather small. <laughs> The and obviously we touched on some of the weird toy biz variants, but then there's a couple of statues that really go into the strange for me. One was um, Diamond Select went through this kind of phase of doing really odd and obscure versions of characters for busts. Now this is certainly nowhere near as bad as the Asgardian Storm bust. Yeah. Which, if you are looking for one, I can find about fifty of them for you at, at a toy store in uh, Brisbane. That I, <laughs> every time I go for twenty nine ninety five. Yeah, and they they've got a special on buy one get two free. So <laughs> <laughs> got um, Marvel Universe Pirate Nightcrawler bus. Now, that, that certainly the, the pirate gear for Nightcrawler, or whatever, is certainly a you know a well established, but it, it makes a strange statue. Yeah, I mean, I know he's always been portrayed as the the swashbuckling sort of hero, and I'd probably have to go back and reread it. But I'm I'm pretty sure in I think it was Uncanny X Men two hundred four. It was a a solo Nightcrawler issue, and um, there's a, a, a sequence where they do the whole pirate thing. So uh, possibly this look is actually lifted straight out of that. Did he pop out of a rum barrel in that, uh, that issue? <laughs> not, not to my, not to my memory, and there was no parrot to be seen. <laughs> no, but the, the base this is pretty funky. Um, yeah. The, the old barrel and the gold, etc. So that's a bit strange. But um, the the taking of the cake here um, is the. Uh, I still I cannot believe that these actually got made. Uh, <laughs> the. The the Marvel milestones X Babies Unleashed. There's 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 two of these. So if you want X Baby bookends, and uh, I mean I love X Babies. You know, great the original stuff, not the, the derivative stuff that came. The Arthur Adams. Yeah, but that that first 
that first um, ex-baby's story is just a great, great story. Um, but these these bookends and Nightcrawler is in with um, Storm, Wolverine and Longshot are truly hideous. Yeah. I heard that if you look into the eyes of that Storm figure, you turn to stone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's um, not selling me. And the the long shot um, thing is just not doing it for me. Someone that young should not be going, hey, babe, um, you don't want to meet at the sandpit? <laughs> you know, when when it comes to this list of, of Nutcrawler stuff, you know, there's, it's the weird stuff is very small. And, and of course, you know, we left out lots of bobbleheads and et cetera. There's some truly strange-looking X-Men 2 bobble, Nightcrawler bobbleheads. That... Yeah, that, that Alan Cummings look just didn't translate well to the, the sort of cartoonish style. No. No. In, in terms of the, the main, you know, comic-based stuff, you know, he's a character that certainly lends himself quite well uh, to toys, and I love him. And I hope that we have left anything important off the list. Now, remember, we didn't. I, I left off Mini Mates. I left off uh, Hero Clicks, and there are a couple of different Eos versions of him as well. Um, just just for time. But if there's anything that important that we left off there, please let us know. But otherwise, I think we may have done it. Fantastic. Well, that was quite an epic. Good. I mean, you know, it's a good kind of balance. We did a DC character. Now we've done a, a Marvel character. Um, I have some ideas for other characters that I'd like to touch on, but obviously if people out there have ideas of characters that they think would lend themselves well to a toy history. Ben suggested that we do Shang-Chi. And, oh, it was- and we've just done it. Done. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> No, well, thank you, for Scott. That was fantastic. Yes, and as Scott said, look, if you've got uh, any ideas or thoughts of characters you'd like to see covered, um, please send them through and uh, we'll have a look and, and see what we think and give you feedback. <laughs> Speaking of feedback, when we come back in a moment, we'll have our feedback and then we'll wrap things up. Spider-Man's getting ready to rumble. Oh, no, it's Doc Ock, Venom, and the Green Goblin. Fantastic action coming up. Take that, Green Goblin! Bam! Must get out of Venom's trap! Quack! Time to get out of here! Catch you later, Doc Ock! Brand new Spider-Man action figures! Out now! Before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you, and if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out. And, Justin, you've got our piece of feedback for tonight, so over to you. And this week we have a question from Bob Bird and it goes on to read, how do you display your hot toys and statues? And I'm going to throw it over to you guys because I don't own any. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty simple for me. Um, I, uh, I've got three sort of medium-sized wall cabinets that I picked up from a retail store that was closing down and they're on my wall in my theatre room. And uh, they've got three shelves in each one, and I just sort of rotate my statues and hot toys through those. Um, I've also got a a very large entertainment unit, and uh, I have a a few statues sitting on the the ends of my entertainment unit, particularly the ones that don't fit in the display cases, my Terminator Endoskull, my Hellboy bust, etc., and so, yeah, I, I have those cabinets, which are pretty good. They're, they're black, so they, um, they look pretty good with the, the statues in them. And um, 
They're, uh, they've got the glass doors on the front, so that keeps the dust off them pretty well. And yeah, that's, that's my primary display mechanism. And they look great, I have to say. Um, I'm very jealous of the, the way that you've got your cabinets hung on the walls. <laughs> and I did them myself, so I'm still waiting for that uh, immortal crashing sound that wakes me up mm. one night. <laughs> um, in, in my house, IKEA is my friend. Um, I have a very strict guideline from my beloved, which is that the display is allowed to be in one room and one room only so that she never has to go in it. <laughs> um, so I have got a combination of Ikea Billy cabinets and Detolf display cases. And uh, so it's all behind glass. I have some of my big sideshow premium formats up on top, but otherwise everything is behind glass. And I find the the uh, Billy bookcases work quite well for busts and smaller statues and the Detolf cabinets work quite well for like Bowen full-size type statues, and you can actually fit quite a few in there. Um, so, so it's a uh, um, enjoyable. Yeah. Really- yeah, it's very unfortunate that that with our hobby, uh, unfortunately, anything that seems to be even remotely related to glass uh, is expensive. So uh, there's not too many of us that have sort of grand glass display cabinets to put our things in because we tend to look at the prices of those units and go, do you know how many statues I can buy for that? Right. And we, uh, we make do instead. Yeah, but, but good question, Bob. Thanks for asking. Indeed. Indeed. Thanks, Thank Bob. very much. Yes. Well, that brings us to the end of episode number 42 of the Action Figure Blues podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. You'll be able to download future episodes of the podcast by going to actionfigureblues.com and clicking on the podcast tab or by subscribing at iTunes. And as we always say, if you do go to iTunes, please take the time to leave us a positive rating and review. Now, while you're at actionfigureblues.com, you might like to check out the reviews and articles there and perhaps visit some of our sponsors, such as Mike's Comics and Stuff, Collector-Action Figures and PopCulture.com, who help keep the site running. And when we're not podcasting, blogging, or doing other assorted hobby-related activities, you can find us all on the Action Figure Blues Forum at afbforum.com. Now, you people have been joining up, but you're just not posting, so get in there and say hello. You'll find Scott posting as Scotty. You'll find Justin posting as Nine. And you'll find me, Ben, posting as Fish Milkshake. Now, we'd love to hear from you with comments or suggestions for future Toys of the Week or discussion topics or even red-carded candidates. And you can do it by emailing podcast at actionfigureblues.com or by joining the AFB forum and telling us there. Now, you can also follow Action Figure Blues on Twitter, at AFBlues, and like the Action Figure Blues page on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. All right, guys, thank you very much for your company. We done did it. We did indeed. The internet has been our friend, or not. Or not. (laughs) Or not. All right, signing off. Anyone want to say goodbye to anywhere in particular? Uh, Goodbye, Malaysia. Malaysia. Very nice. I'm going to say goodbye to Austin, Texas, because that's where Bob Bird is from and also where my sister is from, and he will be, she will be, uh, here in Australia this time next week, which is very exciting. Oh, well, Bob, if you run into Scott's sister, say hello from us. And (laughs) for now, it's goodbye from us. (laughs) Goodbye from us. Bye. 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 Bye.
Well, before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. As you're probably aware by now, we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world, and we're not a comprehensive toys... Fuck. We're certainly not that. Five, (laughs) four, three... And Justin, you've got our piece of feedback for tonight, so over to you. Okay, this week we have a question from... Uh, um, hang on, can I start that again? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone already. It's the question guy. You know, the guy, the one with the questions all the time. <laughs> uh, but now you're all broken up, Justin. I am? Oh, you were. Are you now? Yep. You're broken up. Am I? I don't know. I asked you. <laughs> How do I know if I'm broken up? You said yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I need to be clear here. I'm confused. Are you? Are you not still married? 